0: This is the Rich
2: Eisen Show.
0: From the New England Patriots, he is Matthew Judon. What is your take on this Chicago Bears
2: offense? They have one of the top running games in the league. Montgomery powers in! And then they also have a quarterback that has learned that. Keeper Fields for the touchdown! No, I don't see her.
1: The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests: NBC Sports Patriots insider Tom Curran. Colts writer for The Athletic, Zach Kiefer. From Cobra Kai and author of the new book, Waxing On, Ralph Macchio. And now... Rich
3: Eisen.
0: Our number one of the Rich Eisen Show on a Tuesday is on the air. In other words, the show has begun. Oh, Welcome you. to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel, Channel Two Ten, and terrestrial radio, coast to coast, and Sirius XM and Odyssey. And we say hello to listen uh, those listening to us whenever they darn well please on our podcast through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Please do. Uh, check out our pod every single day if you miss any portion of this show and there's a bunch of backstops to watch it as well thanks to our friends at roku the roku channel channel 210 we re-air every single day as soon as our show is over you can also watch us on demand through the rich Eisen show collection portion of the roku uh, channel and roku device Uh, you can uh, check out all of our clips past present as well uh pass certainly on our youtube page youtube.com slash rich eyes and show we've got uh tons of guests today and lots of time for you at 844-204-RICH number to dial as well so uh we're seven weeks into the nfl season i'm sure a lot of folks have a lot of opinions on what, what went down last night and what's going on with your team uh we've got some uh we've got some time for you today eight four four two zero four rich number to dial chris brockman and mike Del Tufo in their spots we say hey, good tuesday morning to you gents
3: it's not a good Tuesday.
4: Uh, and good to see you <laughs> to T.J. Jefferson. It's What's awful. going on, brother? I, What's going on? You know, well, what today. I find terrible funny today. is, Rich, is the, the evil that Ricky Bobby Brockman tried to put on the Cowboys about the quarterback situation yes. is now looming over his team. And I don't know. I kind of find that
0: Okay, funny. that's, uh, that's something terrible. to talk it's about. Actually, absolutely brutal. As I I'm mentioned, there's lots to time. talk about
3: here on this program. <laughs> is this mic on? Are we still talking?
0: So uh, yesterday <laughs> uh, on Monday's show, we went off the air Nonstop talking about what's going on in Indianapolis. Matt Ryan, the guy who the Colts acquired from Atlanta, who Chris Ballard, the general manager there, said uh, when he when he signed up with Matt Ryan, uh, two years here at least, man. And yep. they loved him. <laughs> I, I mean, you talk to anybody in that Colts organization Loved him. They talked about how he had a Manning-esque quality to him. Reggie Wayne was saying how he reminded him so much of Peyton Manning and made him want to throw up. And he said that in the, I imagine, uh, best possible terms. Uh, Frank Reich couldn't wait for Carson Wentz to get the hell out of there. You got that sense at the combine. Matt Ryan comes in and he's their guy. And then all of a sudden, seven games in at 3-3-1. Three, three and one being swept by the titans as well so the division looks very doubtful at three three and one it's time to go with sam ellinger go with the kid from texas that you drafted in the sixth round last year and we thought okay uh certainly when we heard initially that that ryan's shoulder was hurt um that that's the reason why and the answer was no he's going to be the guy the rest of the year and we're like okay Um, that's something to talk about. And that's the top story in the NFL involving a quarterback. And then the Patriots played and Bill Belichick said, here is my beer. Hold it. (laughs) Yep. Now, Mac Jones, as we all know, um, last year, a revelation at the position for a rookie at quarterback in a, in a draft that had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, drafted before him. And Mac Jones, the fifth and final pick chosen in the draft last year. That quarterback came out of that green room looking like Vince McMahon. All the memes just you coming got, out,
2: just no walking out, grabbing that hat, and
0: coming out, and then <laughs> taking... The NFL world by storm, almost taking down Brady in his return to New England. Looking terrific. Looking terrific. All the way up until maybe the rookie wall hit him, but just enough to get New England into the playoffs before they got spanked and bounced by the Bills in a changing of the guard moment in the AFC that we're still seeing to this moment. But that was it. Coming into this year, it's year two for Mac. And unbelievably, Mac Jones comes in as a Pro Bowl quarterback. I understand there uh-huh. were a bunch of guys who didn't play in the Pro Bowl, but he's gritting during the Pro Bowl, having a blast. And then he gets hurt. He gets hurt at home against Baltimore in week three. After New England loses in Miami and then wins in Pittsburgh in a manner that nobody really saw coming. And then they lose at home to the Ravens and then lose Mac Jones, do a high ankle sprain. And Brockman, you were like, I don't want a thing to do with Brian Hoyer anymore. I, didn't. I don't want to see him. You did see him in Green Bay. And then oh. in comes Bailey Zappi because Hoyer gets hurt. And he's a kid that nobody had ever heard of. I'm going to be very be honest Zappi. with you. Nobody had ever heard of this kid from not, Western Kentucky. Really nobody really watches really. Western Kentucky football. And I say that with the ultimate respect. It's a college football world dominated by the SEC and the Big Ten and then sprinkle in some other conferences every now and then, depending on people's regional desires. Bailey Zappi comes in and damn near pulls off the Kaiser Zo- Soze trick. Best trick that Bill Belichick ever played was almost beating the Packers in Lambeau Field with this kid coming in there. Packers emerge with the dub. And then New England sees Zappi light it up against Detroit. Go into Cleveland. Beat Cleveland. And now comes Mac back. Just in time to take on the Chicago Bears. And make sure that this is the team against whom Belichick Surpasses the great Papa Bear Hallis for second place on the all-time wins list for coaching, and then the roof caved in.
3: That's putting it lightly. Mac
0: Jones comes out, and he didn't look—you know—he looked a little spry. He he ran. He was running the ball. As wild. a matter of fact, yeah. uh, in, in a stat, a halftime stat that didn't tell any part of the story. Mac Jones was the Patriots' leading rusher in the <laughs> first half yesterday. That stat told nothing about what we saw in the first half of that game. Matt Jones throws an interception. He throws an interception. And you could hear the chance for Zappi in New England like last year never happened. Like it never happened last year. All those 10 jerseys that got sold out last year. And I'll be honest with you, Chris, you know it and I know it. My youngest son, Cooper, wanted one, and you wanted one one. for Cage, and we couldn't find it. Couldn't get it anywhere. Because Patriots fans fell head over heels for Mac. And Mac last year, the way that he was playing, completely flipped the script on the whole Belichick-Brady thing, and Brady was the defending Super Bowl champ all last year. And all you heard was Bill's got his guy. Bill's got his guy. And then New England fans just f- heel-turned on this kid <laughs> Back. when Zappy comes in and leads two touchdown drives. Two. The anointing on Twitter. Honestly, Attressive. like the white smoke was coming out of Gillette. <laughs> It looked like fog, but the white smoke was out. The conclave was over. Nice. Everybody from Quincy all the way to what, Framingham? Sure, Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> Quincy. Springfield. That's it. <laughs> Mac who? It was Mac who? Wow. And that's when the Bears took over. And we will talk about the Bears on this program. They oh, are Bears. worthy of it. But it was over for Mac Jones in Gillette Stadium. Zappy's the guy moving forward, and then all of a sudden, the Patriots' defense couldn't stop the Bears' running attack. Justin Fields looked like the player that the Bears fans have been looking for. He officially dropped his Huggies last night, (laughs) winning in New England. Yes, the list of Chicago Bears quarterbacks all-time to win in New England – is a list of one. It's Justin Fields. He's the first to ever do it. Oh, wow. Whoa. And so that happened last night. And Zappy's throwing picks. And Mac Jones is standing there. And you're wondering what is going on. Standing and there. here's the most confusing thing about it. The plan was to play both quarterbacks last night. Apparently. And I was sitting in the chair in the pregame chair for Westwood one of Monday night football as I do every single Monday night. And I saw the tweets from Shefty and Ian Rappaport saying, look for both tonight, both quarterbacks. And I'm like, why, what are we doing? (laughs) Like if he's healthy enough to play, like what's the plot, what's the point of switching him up? Like if the guy is healthy enough to go out and wing it, healthy enough to run, run, to protect himself from Roquan Smith,
4: Quan Rich Quan,
0: how is he? How is he not able to play all four quarters? Like, at what point are you bringing Zappy in? And they brought Zappy in after an interception that makes it look like Jones has been pulled. You're
4: out
0: of here because he's ineffective, not unhealthy or unable to take every snap. I mean, that's the way it looks, and I understand the way it looks outside matters not at all to Bill Belichick. Never has, never will, and I know when the Patriots aren't winning, and are not winning because of confusing matters like changing quarterbacks or having two in the league, where Belichick knows if you have two, you have none when you're playing them in the same game or rotating them. It. It definitely thins the patience of the Patriots fan base. The in-bill-we-trust mantra thins greatly. Certainly when he knows this is the perception outside, doesn't care and then doesn't address it completely head-on when asked about it by the media. This is the most confusing aspect of last night. So this was the plan... All along, here was Belichick after the game last night when asked about this very subject.
1: So when Mac came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision? The timing of the no pulling him. So was that related to the the interception that was his no. last play tonight?
2: No, we we had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were gonna we were gonna play both of them. That's what we did.
1: And so was the playing for three series. It just seems when his last play is an interception, it looks like a a benching for performance.
2: That's not what it was, but you 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 can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was.
0: Again, perception outside the building and what we're talking about and how it looks inside matters not to Bill. It doesn't at all. I've seen it firsthand. I've been talking about it, covering this sport for the NFL Network for 19 years. So now what about moving forward? It's Jets week. Don't you know? Could it be Zappy versus Zach, the battle of the killer Z's? Or is it Mac? Because it sure looks like the way that Zappy got punked by the Bears defense. Hey, you know what unit's playing pretty damn well lately? The Jets defense. They will chew that kid up and spit him out if that's the way he shows up to MetLife on Sunday. Or are you going to go back to Mac?
4: Return of, of course,
0: the-, the question is here. Totally relevant, but you know you're not going to get an answer. The question is, is, how will you not get the answer? And here was the exchange from that last night.
1: Bill, just going forward, as you have the Jets coming up next, do you see a situation where you might go one quarterback one week and one the next and have kind of a platoon situation? Or are you going to start one quarterback each week? Yeah.
2: No, I don't see that.
0: okay he doesn't see that so and that to me makes sense though like you wow you got to choose one and go and max the guy from last year he's the guy from last year i was i'll be honest with you i know you know sports fans are fickle beasts and i know new england sports fans can be fickle beasts i was stunned like you're chanting for zappy like okay got it He beat the Browns last week, looked pretty damn good, and then the Lions at home looked good. He beat two bad teams. Well, I mean, the Bears are supposed to be a bad team, too, which is what the thought was. Well, record-wise, they showed up last night, and that running game has now put two terrific games together in a row. Put a pin in this part of our conversation for later on, Mr. Cowboy, because that's who's coming to town next week in Dallas. Look me in my face. I I did. I did. So I'll tell you this. Uh, good to know that it's only going to be one guy because the two, that ain't working. And apparently Mac wasn't put back in the game because the game was out of reach. Yeah, yeah. So Zappy went from savior to space filler pretty damn fast. Like he went from savior to the backup taking the lumps like uh, a reliever staying in the game for three innings because the game's over and he's getting his ass whipped. I, I would proffer to say this is Max Gig, and we're going to see him in New York next week, and this is the way it's going to be. And Ryder, like, I, I can't believe I'm saying ride or die with the kid who was the best rookie quarterback right. last year, period, bar none. No questions about it. I'm telling you, man, I, I was in SoFi Stadium last year. I do believe it was right around this time. Right around this time. Took the fam. Went to the game, sat with the Patriots, and, and a lot of New Englanders were in the building, and it was a party for good reason. They were dynamite. I came back to this oh. chair and I'm like, that's a playoff, playoff team.
3: team. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mac was making the throws. He was making the throws with confidence. They were moving the chains, getting the Chargers completely off kilter, completely off kilter, sliding to stay in bounds, doing all the smart situationally brilliant things that Patriots players do. I saw that last year. And now they're like, bring in Zappi? Bring in the kid from Western Kentucky? I I I, I tweeted out like, hey, <laughs> Mac Jones did the gritty in Vegas <laughs> in the Pro Bowl, and two months later, kid Bailey Zappy gets drafted on the Saturday draft week, and... um who Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Just up the strip, Zappy gets drafted. Nobody's thinking Mac's toast. And the number of people I got responding to me like, oh, I saw it coming. <laughs> oh, Mac did. didn't finish great last year. No oh, either. Mac had a terrible training camp. Oh, Mac this and Mac that. I saw it coming. I saw Zappy play. I even got somebody, you know, bless him, uh, who, who's, I guess, uh, on the air there. and I don't mean this at all. You know, denigrating anybody. I'm sorry to say that. I when I say I guess somebody screen grabbed their texts that they sent between friends in preseason, saying "Zappy, look out for him."
3: <laughs> okay,
0: like like they see it. Like people are seeing it coming. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Nobody saw this coming. Sure, sure. Nobody. Somebody even tweeted at me the the name of Zappy's agent. That person saw it coming. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw zappy doing what he did the last two games and then what we saw last night whatever that was coming at all because it gives off the impression that they have no plan when the plan was to play both and we got zero indication as to why but that's the way it works with Bill and you can't discount it because the guy is going to pass George Hallis on the all times windless, and there are all those banners hung up there and he is the guy that damn near won with Zappy and Green Bay and is the guy that punked the Browns. Punked them. Punked them. And they're still three and four, and they're still in a race, and it's going to be Mac moving forward, and it should be. But I don't understand where, where all the uh, nice knowing you, Mac. see you later, came from. I mean, good Lord. Peace out. Did last year not exist? Yeah, the what happened last the night? The fans
3: turning on... Mac is really really strange and really bizarre. I don't get it because what the kid had two good games against two bad teams. Like, come on, Bill got out coached. Bill got out coached last night and it's okay to admit that like the defense was as bad, as bad as it's been in in a few years. Like, the Bears gashed them for 220 so yards on the ground. Like, throw it out. Just throw it out, move on. Let's go with Mac full steam ahead. I think Zappi kind of proved last night that he's not ready for a big moment. But he's
0: very talented. I don't want to sit here and denigrate him. Uh, the ball definitely comes into. out
3: of his hand. Yes. It, it does have a little more zip out of his yeah. hand than Mac Jones' yeah. passes do. But, uh, look, the, even in that interception, the dude made a one-handed pick flying through the air. It was an incredible play. Was that
0: the one that he also got That uh, was the guy
3: he kind of hit he, in the Musburgers. He, yeah. And so, like, whatever – Fine, but, like, come on, people. Also, great night for my uh, I-want-Justin-Fields-instead-of-Mac-Jones take from last year, so I just want to point that out. No,
0: I know, and Fields was terrific. He played the best game of his pro career. He did, want and, and I will hit the Bears later on.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, Zach Kiefer of The Athletic, who covers the Colts. By the way, we booked him as soon as we were done with the show, because that, that was, was the story. That was the story. And yesterday. it still is one. What's going on with the Colts? He's joining us in hour two. Hour three, Ralph Macchio. I Zoomed with him yesterday. <laughs> What a dynamite conversation about the Karate Kid. He's got a new book out called Waxing On. um, And it's called Waxing On Me, uh, the Karate Kid and Me, about his years with the Karate Kid. Now the hit show Cobra Kai, and he's got a book out. And so we talk about the Karate Kid, The Outsiders. Great Joe Pesci story. Dynamite, you do not want to miss it in our number three. And then there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. When we come back, Tommy Curran. Tommy. Well, Tom E. Curran as oh, well gotcha. from NBC Sports Boston. We, I sent up the bat signal for him right at halftime <laughs> yeah. of last night, and he will answer the call when we come back.
3: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply see ebaymotors.com it's that
0: time of year people spring has sprung and that means spring cleaning or at least Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston about to join us. Um, uh, but before we do, here was Bill Belichick today. God bless him, man. He makes himself the Patriots. He, he's available like Tomlin speaks like once a week. Belichick speaks multiple times a week, but he, isn't, sure, he doesn't yeah, give yeah. you much. But uh, here was Belichick on uh, the Sunday night dual quarterback, uh, Monday night dual quarterback thing. Here it was Tuesday.
3: How did you feel? Mac moved around.
2: Um, looked all right.
3: <laughs> and and if if as you move forward, if if he's healthy, Bill, is he? Is it fair to say if he's healthy, he's the starter?
2: Uh, again, th- uh, that's a hypothetical question. So let's let's see. You know where that is and what that is
0: and again i i just can't tell if we're in between the lack of confidence in mac or just why am i giving out information when i don't have to give out information to the opponent and it's not just any opponent this week it's the jets we're five and two and can really stick it to the patriots in a way that they have not had an opportunity to do in a very long time Joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line from NBC Sports Boston is Tom Curran. Tom, I sent the bat signal up for you during halftime of last night. Uh, I'll give you this uh, exchange that I just played for everybody uh, as the opener. Uh, Interpret this for me, if you don't mind, sir.
2: I think Bill just embraces the unconventional, enigmatic, I'm so mysterious, you never know what I'm going to do approach. And I think that last night was illustrative of it. And sometimes it can blow up in his face, whether it be putting Malcolm Butler down during the Super Bowl, because you don't think that Nick Foles is going to put up 41. We're not taking the Chicago Bears seriously enough to decide that you're going to put Mac out there for a few series and knock the rust off and then bring Bailey in and then see how it's going and bring Mac in a little bit more, knock some more rust off. I really think that this was a spectacle invited by Bill that he didn't anticipate. And, all the confusion, I think, actually ends up leading to a conclusion. And the conclusion is, okay, let's stop jacking around. Put Mac Jones back where he's supposed to be. Bailey turned into a pumpkin. We'll see how he looks next summer. But let's just cut it out.
0: So it's Max' gig moving forward, you believe, despite be, the hypothetical.
2: I mean, what I, I found, it, if you guys have a chance, find the sound from Mac Jones in the postgame. It's his second-to-last answer. Okay. And he is so almost appreciative to Bill of the communication, saying Bill was very, very good in communicating what last night was going to be to me. Bill didn't tell the rest of the team, and I don't even think he told Bailey Zappi, but he did tell Mac Jones, look, this is how we're going to do it. So he was so appreciative. And Mike Florio reported something saying that Mac was out there for 95% of the snaps in some practices, and he was really, really pressing Bill. I I wonder if Bill said, all right, the Bears, get him out there. He does need the work. We're not going to go the whole night with him. He wants to play. Give him an opportunity to prove to his teammates that he's tough enough. What's the worst that could happen? Mm. The worst happened. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, everything you just said makes complete sense, down to the fact where Belichick doesn't care that, uh, you know, the 24-7, 365 media machine is churning this thing up today. Doesn't It that doesn't, that doesn't matter a damn thing to him. Certainly, if he's communicating what, what he's communicating and on his weekly radio appearance on the Greg Hill Show today, he was asked point blank about the lack of communication that a bunch of players didn't know what was going on. He's like, I spoke to the quarterbacks and I spoke to the team leaders. So, you know, and then that's that's that. And I guess now it's Jet Week. Moving on. Yeah, Moving on the Jets. Yeah,
2: can, yeah, and how do you proceed? I mean, the, the interesting thing is you have a team that had beaten or performed well against the Packers, beat the hell out of the Lions, beat the hell out of the Browns, had developed some enthusiasm. They were 3-3, three and three, and they had an opportunity to, against another perceived Patsy
1: mm-hmm.
2: to show everybody, hey, we're not like those other teams that are 3-3. Three and three. We're the Patriots, and we have a guy who just passed George Ellis. Gosh darn it. Over here on our sidelines. And they get absolutely rolled. It's, it was so. It was one of the weirdest nights, I think, Rich, of, of Bill Belichick's Hall of Fame coaching career. I would think. Give me
0: more on that. What was it like in the building? What was it like?
2: I was in the studio, but I just talked to Phil mm-hmm. Perry, who was there. Mm-hmm. We did our podcast together, and he said that the zappy, the zappy chance began as murmurs. <laughs> There was an incompletion that Damian Harris, basically hit Damian Harris in the face mask, and there was a little bit of zappy, zappy, zappy. Justin Fields gets him in the end zone before the Patriots had even had an opportunity to have a possession, and there was some zappy chance, and then it got deafening. Which leads me to the question, Rich. Bill Belichick stated a plan to Lisa Salters of ESPN that he would have brought Mac Jones back in right. in the second half to score, get away from him. Imagine if he brought back Jones back in with the Patriots leading 23-21 to 21 in the fourth quarter, and it didn't go good. Mm. I mean, they're actively kneecapping the kid, even if they're not trying to, at every turn, whether it's replacing the offensive coordinator, changing the offense, telling him to throw it downfield, then getting pissed off because of the picks, or just promoting Bailey Zappi by not, not promoting him.
0: Well, I, I guess the, the dual quarterback plan that is just weird on its face, because if he's healthy enough to, to play and start, and he's healthy enough to practice as much as Mike Florio reported he was practicing, and he's healthy enough to protect himself from Roquan Smith at all, then he gets removed from the game. And he gets removed from the game after throwing an interception. And I, I, I totally understand that perception matters not within the Patriots world because Belichick has his own world that he's created there. And that also is very helpful to move on to Cincinnati back in the day and also uh, move on from play to play and game to game. And it's it's proven to be immensely successful, obviously. But... There there still is a perception within the temples of Mac Jones, right? I know he said Belichick isn't got concerned about his confidence, but to make that move then makes it does make it look like it was due to performance. It really does.
2: Yeah. Tom. And when we refer to the tradition of, you know, moving on, when you have a force of nature, a quarterback who infuses the entire team, which does have some Hall of Fame level players like Gronkowski and Edelman, um defensive players like Dante Hightower and Dev McCourty. It's different. Now you've kneecapped a player who you have pristed the leader, talked about as a leader, talked about his dramatic improvement, and then kind of castrated him in front of the team. I mean, his teammates, Kobe Myers, said that he thought it was ugly, didn't like the way they fleshed out at all. So, yes, Bill can maintain that he is above it all that he'll ignore the noise and expects his team to do so as well. But, I mean, to use to use the the term that's invoked, I think I'd like to have this one back.
0: Maybe so. Mm-hmm. I know, but it, it, I just keep thinking of, like, way back to Lawyer Malloy, right? And, um, and Tom Jackson talking about on ESPN all those years ago, the way that Belichick treated Lawyer Malloy is going to lose the locker room and the Patriots are nothing and uh, because of it, or not a championship quality team because of it, and we all know what happened. You know that the it, it just seems like it's just like one big Mad Lib. You could just keep changing the names, uh, I, but now the result might be different. And I'm wondering, is there any conversation like that in New England about the the defraying of the "In Bill We Trust" scenario
2: in New England oh, right
0: well,
2: now? I think it was really well articulated, Rich, at the owners' meetings when Robert Kraft said. We haven't won a playoff game in three years and I'm very impatient I'm a I'm a Patriots fan. Big time. And he then alluded to a three year playoff drought. And he spoke openly of the Patriots draft failures in previous years. And you know, I think it remains in Bill he trusts, but he wants to see some results in between the unconventionals, which is something Robert Kraft pointed out as well, construction of the coaching staff to now. I want to call it castration again, but the kneecapping of the quarterback that you were kind of christening as your next leader, I would imagine that there continue to be questions. Look, it's been a good year. At 6 o'clock last night, the Patriots arrow was pointing up with a bullet. Now, not so much. So we don't want to overcorrect to say it's a disaster, but he's got some work to do this week, Bill does.
0: Tom Curran here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Concerns about the defense, or are you just um, going to toss that one out too? What do you think?
2: I only have so much time of the day, Rich. So, uh, <laughs> I would say any time they see any quarterback with the smallest ability to work off script, they really seem to have issues. And i presuming, it looked like they did the same thing with Lamar Jackson, but presuming that Lamar Jackson wouldn't beat him with his arm, and then presuming as well that Justin Fields wouldn't beat him with his arm, both backfired. Both guys did a little bit of both. Justin Fields, all he needed was a tiny drink of water in the desert that has been his season, and he guzzled it down and actually looked really – he almost looked better than Bailey Zappi. Hmm.
0: Okay. All right, Tom. So um, so your, your thought moving forward uh, on the quarterback, let's just uh... – Let's just uh, button this up. Just uh, re- recapping last Jones. night and everything. Go, just give me that Mac, one.
2: Max Jones, first round pick. He's a 15th overall pick. He's more talented physically than Bailey Zappi. He's got more experience, a better football mind. I'm not saying that he is Chad Pennington, who I loved, or Rick Myra, who was a disappointment. But he's probably got to try, and the Patriots have to figure out which one he is.
0: Okay. Do you want to diagnose Brady from afar? Cuz that's going to be the subject matter as soon as we turn the page from today to next week. He's Thursday night against Lamar, sitting at 3 and 4 for the first time since 2002. Um and he just lost a game that he never we I can't recall him losing a game in the manner in which he just lost it. So, what's your two cents about Brady from afar?
2: He just seems so adrift. And the stabilizing nature of the Patriots organization that they both enjoyed, Bill and Brady. Um, While after 20 years, I can understand why they wanted to go to different places. It's just, it's hard to watch because he does seem adrift and he makes decisions um, that seem more Tom oriented, which he believes he's entitled to. And I would believe the same thing, but it's just tough to watch. You know, you develop a professional relationship with a guy, whether you're a fan or a media member, And then to see him kind of going through hard times, regardless of how fans feel, they must be pissed off. But to watch this kind of decline, he said he would play until he sucks, and I don't think he's ever going to suck. But it seems like his attitude is—he it's like staying too—he stayed for one beer too many. He so left he, the fire, and then came back and said, I'll have one more with you guys. Right. And he, should have just gone
0: home. and he should have just uh he should have just what I guess Irish exited, you know, is that the way it's yeah, called? Just, just, the Uber. just ghosted and just got home. So you do think, yeah. as we're sitting here prior to week eight, Thursday night football against the Ravens, that this is his last ride with the Bucks or last ride period? What do you think?
2: Feels like it would be the last ride period because it seems like an absolutely joyless slug.
0: Thanks for the call, Tom Curran. We'll chat again right, soon. Buddy. Thanks for answering my bat signal in the middle of the game <laughs> last time. night, brother. Anytime. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. That's it. That's uh, Tom Curran. Check him out on Twitter. I follow him. Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Tommy. Boston. I don't know if you could tell
4: he's from New England. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he hit us with the Rick Myra, I, that was pretty evident. Rick Myra. Rick Myra. Rick Myra you,
3: responded to my tweet last
4: night. What? What do you mean? What was your tweet? You randomly tweeted Rick Myra? No,
3: I didn't actually. But someone, I, I posted the video of Vince Vaughn talking to the Mannings on the Manning cast last yeah. night about uh, the play about Rudy. about Rudy, where he comes in and throws the play, the throws the touchdown at the end, so Rudy can come in the game. And Vince was telling a story because they shot that at a, a halftime of a real game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they only had two takes to get it done. Right. And
4: uh, And they didn't use Vince for the take, right? Vince was
3: not, no. And so Rick Meyer responded to my tweet with the name of the guy who actually threw the pass in the movie. And I'm just like, how did you don't follow me? How, did, <laughs> how do you know how that? Did you see my you video? Some, I don't know. How did you see my tweet?
0: Maybe anyway. he knows you from the Roku channel, Chris. Yeah, that's Maybe a, our perhaps. world on Roku now is opening you up to getting tweets from people you never thought in a million years you'd get them from. That must be nice. Too. When I was a
3: kid, I wrote Rick Maro a, a letter. See, he knew and, and got him know? to, and he autographed a card and sent it back to me. How about that? So what a good he dude. Remembered? That's great. That's pretty cool. So, <laughs> wait a
4: minute. <laughs> so, you,
0: you're you're confused
4: is. about getting a tweet from Rick Meyer. No, yeah. oh, by the way,
0: I'm, I'm being. I was, I, I was genuine. I'm just laughing at him
4: going, maybe he remembered
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, So, uh, the thing that I'm confused by isn't the fact that Rick Meyer tweeted you, but. So, that was real? That actually happened? Rudy actually happened? Oh, boy. That really was a, yeah. a true story? Is it based. On a true story, like it's how much, story. how it's much true. a heavy
3: lift is based on. Well, he was a real person.
0: Yes, that I know.
3: There's and a, he he really played at Notre Dame. That and I know. He was really, and he, he really go. got in a game. That's correct. And, and really made a play. Right. And that's and and so all the rest I got to assume is loosely based on his life. Loosely, he, he had a father, not Ned Beatty. He had brothers who I I think married his ex-girlfriend. I'm not sure. And then, you know, all that happened. But the rest of
0: it is based on a true story or that whole thing really happened?
3: Well, it's not a documentary. It's a film. So it's the base. There is a picture of him being carried off the film. It exists. Yeah, by everybody. No, everybody. Like four people. Four people. But it still happened.
2: happened. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get carried off. That is is a legit. That's not like this. Photoshop didn't exist back back then. This is a proof film. Is it Collinsworth
0: in the slacks? I just want to know if that's Collinsworth in the slacks.
4: (laughs) In the front or in the back? And is is that number thirty-nine?
0: Is that Zappy? That looks like a Z. It is. Is I, that Zappy number thirty-nine? Did he get in the game is, too? Is that, Zappy? is that part of the? Was that a yes. plan? Was that
3: the plan? That was the plan. He played one of the worst Bill Belichick coaching nights ever. I don't think there's any other way to say it.
0: And guess what? He does not care.
3: He doesn't, and that's really Hoops frustrating to the oh, fans. he cares
0: about winning. And he cares about
3: championships. But he championships. doesn't care what the fans think. That is 1,000%. Yeah, uh, and, really, and that's really frustrating. The great thing about Belichick. he's got your
4: back. Great thing about Belichick. You should trust him.
3: He's got it. I don't know about that.
4: In let's, that video, you wouldn't have known if they won the game or lost well, the game. Well, that's the that's beauty the be- of it. I'm saying it's but just. But that's how they're
0: able to move on. All right, let's talk it's about this amazing. a little bit more. And then, and then we'll move to the Colts. And we've got so much other things to talk about. Now that week seven's in the books, we're going to predict, do our best to figure out who's going to be the seventh seed when it's all said and done. In about 10 weeks from now. I like that. All right. Olson, the number to dial. Your phone calls when we come back right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Looking to buy a new home? Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. That's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you so the home loan process is as smooth and experienced as as possible. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA, an equal housing lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after 16 22 uh, may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs applied at closing with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission go to the phone lines here on the Rich Eisen Show. First in, first up, Allen in San Diego, California. Hey. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, San Diego?
1: Hi, Rich. Thank you for taking the call. What's up? Uh, so, I think it's safe to say that since Justin Herbert got to the Chargers, you know, they have done everything they can so far, I think, to help them build a team around him, You know, uh, hire a new coach, new offensive line, all the moves they made in the off season. but clearly something is not working, and so I'm going to give them time to figure it out this season, as they get a little bit healthier. And that's a stretch, but if they somehow miss the playoffs this season, or barely limp into the playoffs as the seventh seed and get killed, should Herbert start planning his exit from this team and go be a winner somewhere else?
0: Well, let me ask you this question, Alan. You're from San Diego. Are you from the uh, Southern California area? Are you?
1: I'm born. I'm born and raised in San Diego, and don't believe all the buffoons who say they're not Charger fans anymore. There's plenty here in San Diego. Okay, well,
0: let me ask you this question. If you could live and work in Los Angeles, California, and make generationally enriching money, um, as opposed to going somewhere else, and by the way, your office is spectacular. It's beautiful. Uh, Would you do that? Would you stay? Would you do that? Because that's what Justin Herbert is going to have coming his way. Kyler Murray just got paid what he got paid after three years. And the uh, Bengals just named their stadium for the first time, just signed a naming deal for their stadium for the first time. The reason why is because they know the uh, the truck that I I think you might, I don't know if you can hear it being backed up behind me here on the show. <laughs> um, it, that, that truck is being backed up for Burrow in Cincinnati, and it will be backed up for Justin Herbert here in Los Angeles, California. He's going to have to say no. And just say, I'll play on my fourth year of my rookie contract. No problem. Uh, I I think he's staying here, man. I think he's staying here, and and the issue is going to be. And thanks for the call, Alan. Uh, I I I know I asked him a question and didn't have him answer it. Um, I'm, I'm assuming his answer is yes. I feel bad, but um, that yeah, he would stay here. Uh, and the answer, the, the 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 question is is the is when they pay all this money to Herbert. Uh, I would proffer to say they could. You could look up all the money they paid Philip Rivers. Can you do that? I don't know. Sure. Look up all the money that they paid Philip Rivers over his decade plus of being with the organization. Look at all that money, and then you could potentially add up what they paid Breeze in his first contract before Philip. Okay. And then you could look up maybe what they paid all of Dan Fouts in his tenure.
3: All right, so Phillip made uh, in 16 seasons yes. with the Bolts. His yes. last year, obviously, 2020 yes. was with uh, Indianapolis. $218 million, $218 million with the Chargers. Okay, Ooh. all the money that Phillip Rivers got
0: paid by the Chargers in his 16 years here will be paid to Justin Herbert, maybe, all guaranteed, all of it. That's insane. And that might be under, if you will, charging. So that money is going to be paid. And the Spanos family has not paid that money to one individual in a much smaller smaller span ever. Ever. So the pressure will be on anybody who is charged. See what I'm doing? With making sure Justin Herbert wins. that's where the pressure will come and if you think Justin Herbert's like yeah gonna pull like a uh, an Archie Manning and say this organization is just not a winning organization I'm out and in order to do that you'll you'll have to pull a Harden and say I want to trade and then what the charges are going to oblige really I don't know if Justin Herbert is that has got that in him. Certainly, when he might live in the South Bay and see that sunset every single day, and say, "Okay, yeah, but I've got a chance to win. I got Keenan here. I got—I mean, it's not like the cupboard is completely bare.
4: He doesn't have here. to have it in him. It's his agent who has to have it. Well, in no, right but
0: way. his agent's got to do whatever he he wants. If he says, "I want out of here," that this—if he thinks of the Chargers the way Archie Manning thought about it for his son—and these these are totally different times, okay. Because the the general manager at the time then ain't the yeah. guy here. Tom Telesco's got a whole different M.O. Okay. So I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I see them wanting to keep him here. Certainly in Los Angeles where the Rams have a trophy in the case. You've got a bona fide star that a lot of people in this town of Dodger fans and Laker fans and Clipper fans and Rams fans and USC fans and UCLA fans, they know who Justin Herbert is. They're not letting him go. And so if he wants to play out his rookie contract, demand a trade, I mean, I don't see any of these scenarios that Allen just posted. None of it. It would be changing the coach. And there might be a guy sitting on a Fox Sports set right now who kind of likes watching the sunset over the ocean in mm-hmm. a way that he never saw it over the, if you will, Gulf of Mexico.
4: Yeah, Rich, because interesting. He,
0: might, he might be somewhat interested in that.
4: Interestingly enough, the job that everyone thought he was going to get, uh, they're doing a little bit better than people expected. Mm-hmm. So Is that yeah. right? Because the it, Bears are coming to town. Because well, of the head coach or... Well, look, it's just funny. Like yeah, When things can, go
0: wrong, you know, it's right. always his fault. He's right. The first seven weeks of the Cowboys are exactly the way it's all going to play out, from here all the way through to Arizona for the Super Bowl. I get it.
4: You're right. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying everyone had an eye towards Sean Payton coaching the Cowboys, and now you don't hear that as much anymore. Am That's I, true. Am I right or wrong? Let's wait a couple of weeks. Haters <laughs> in the house. I'm going to go back to sipping my tea. We man. can wait a couple of weeks. You know, uh, Hey, man, I wake up hating. What do you think? That all of a sudden the bottom's going to drop out? Like, no. Excuse me. Let me just hey man, ask you this question. You Let me ask you this night? question.
0: Let me ask you this question. Last night, Bailey Zappi was going What's to the that, Hall of uh, Fame. Uh, that's and got to do with the Cowboys. Excuse are. me. The New England Patriots are a team that is a na- of national interest. Okay. It is. We see it in the numbers when we talk about them on this show. We don't talk about them just for the clicks, but I can see the clicks. When we talk Patriots on this program, there is a nation of Patriots fans that are interested. And people love to love or hate Belichick. So when he makes a decision that looks very un-Papa Bear Hallis-like, it's to be discussed. And it's on national television, on ESPN, ESPN2, President Obama's on television while this is all playing out. So that's one thing. I guess maybe I'm and confused. I, will say I was this talking about, about no, the Cowboys. So. I will <laughs> say this about your Cowboys. That puts what the Patriots conversations to shame, to shame. And if Dallas around Thanksgiving, around De- December, around January does not come through. Let's just put a
4: pin in the Sean Payton Dallas conversation it ain't over. I'm just saying it's not the, the noise isn't as loud as it was this time. No, last fu- year. It's, good. It's, and I said, not, just wait a couple weeks. I think we're going in circles keep on waiting but I like my circle it ain't gonna happen Zach Kiefer
0: talking about the Colts quarterback situation next